now and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. It's Matt Knutson, and welcome to the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. It is the podcast where I take guests out to lunch, literally go out to lunch in restaurants that are open for business with show business folks, be them comedians, actors, directors, writers, musicians, all walks of life, anyone given a go in the arts. I take them out to lunch and uh, record our casual hangout. This is episode 67, Chip Chinnery and Pete Handelman. Uh, Real quick, at the tippity-tippity, I have some dates coming up. If you're in Lake Tahoe or Las Vegas, I will be at the Harris in Lake Tahoe and Las Vegas. At the end of May and uh, the beginning of June, you can find information at my website, mattknudsen.com, M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N, Dot com or follow me on Twitter at Matt Knutson. Okay, enough of the shameless huckstering. Uh, Chip Chinnery, one of my good buddies for many, many years. We uh, we kind of came up doing sketch comedy together. You have seen him. Uh, he's a veteran television actor. He has been in Seinfeld. He's been in Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's been in Anger Management. He has been in Third Rock from the Sun. I, 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 I mean, honestly, I could go on and on. If you have IMDb, look him up. Or, better yet, go to his website, chipchinnery.com, C-H-I-P-C-H-I-N-E-R-Y, chipchinnery.com. And he also uh, has a fantastic financial blog called Chip's Money Tips. You can look up chipsmoneytips.com or you can find the link at his website. Great guy. Uh, he's, you know, he, he he's like a Phil Hartman-esque everyman and uh, super talented, could not be nicer. And for the record, just to make it easy to uh, to to figure out who's who at the table, can be hard. Chip Chinnery. Sounds like this. To me, it was huge because it. It, uh, it was March of 98 that we shot it, and that was the final year of Seinfeld. Uh, I feel like it got in under the wire. Oh, absolutely, because to me, Seinfeld was like MASH. Because I felt at the time it was going to be a show that was going to run forever. And I'm sh- like, I would watch MASH growing up, and I was like, I'm sure like somebody somewhere is going, Hey, Dad, hey, Grandpa, your, your MASH is on. Grandpa, your MASH is on. Good way to get your grandpa to come and watch TV. It's also a good way to get your grandfather to come to dinner. My other guest is Pete Handelman. I met slash got to know Pete when we did a commercial campaign for a little outfit called Microsoft. It's an upstart computer company out of Washington. Microsoft Pete Handelman. Uh, he also has an upcoming documentary that I believe he wrote, directed, and produced called Mr. Movie Poster. You can look up mrmovieposter.com for more information on that. Um, and I looked at his IMDb page, did not know this, was also in living color. 
did uh, did a little bit of work on In Living Color, which I think is uh, is very cool. I can also follow him uh, on Twitter at Pete Handelman, P-E-T-E-H-A-N-D-E-L-M-A-N, Handelman. And Pete Handelman sounds like this. Just, I, I'm fine with the typewriter in the newspaper. I don't know. I just really haven't embraced computers yet myself. I agree. I think computers are a fad. But thanks to you embracing computers, you are listening to the Grabbing Lunch podcast. You can go to grabbinglunch.com, see pictures of my guests, listen to previous episodes with guests including Will Wheaton, Helen Hunt, and Colin Hay, and many, many more. It's grabbinglunch.com. Also, follow the show on Twitter at Grabbing Lunch. The group, facebook.com slash grabbinglunch. Give it a like. Come on. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and, of course, iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes and get every episode downloaded into your computer. Every new episode will we'll head your way. And, of course, we are on the Sexpot Comedy Network, the comedy collective out of Denver, Colorado. All of those ways to find the show are at grabbinglunch.com. Uh, also, mattkinnewson.com to check out my dates and follow me on Twitter at mattkinnewson. Okay. It is the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It is episode 67, the sequential number 67. It is Chip Jennery. It is Pete Handelman at the Magnolia Grill in Burbank. Let's eat. Uh, holy frittata. <laughs> we might be launching into some, What's some Johnny Carson uh, impression. Uh, holy frittata. I think you have to be like beholding the envelope onto your, oh, yeah, your yeah. giant turban. Yes. I'm getting a sense of a, a, what is a frittata? Look at them with the, the casual. Yep. Oh, what is some elaborate sort of oily substance in your hands? Is there? Is there any dog? I gotta go uh, wash my hands. I was just wrangling dogs. Please, please, by all means. Uh, I'm doing coffee, Chipper. Diet Coke. Yeah, Diet Coke. It's one of those days. Look at the hobo. Bacon. Oh, that's a lot. Bacon sausage. That's the name of the entree? The hobo? We start with a hollowed-out garbage can. Light it on fire. <laughs> what is the hobo? Bacon, sausage, very pork-centric. Oh. Tomato, onion. Oh, the kid's having the magnolia. It's named after the restaurant. Great. I refer to myself as Great. the kid. Hey, the kid. Hilarious. Oh, thank you. I actually just used this spoon for coffee. Tracy, thanks. Um... Yeah, I need, I need more pork in my entree. Did you smother all that bacon onto a pork chop? I mean, I'm a Jew, but I <laughs> eat pork. Right. I'm not a, a conservative. Uh, I think the, no, it's the, it's the Hassan's. Uh-huh. Where you can't have pork-based. That's the whole deal. I'm trying to remember the comedian, but he's saying, he's he's I'm a strict Jew, which means I don't eat pork unless it's in Chinese food. You know, that's... That's funny. Did you know Sam Brown? Sam Brown from The Whitest Kids, you know? Well, no, he, maybe he was in there. He passed away a couple of years ago. No, no, no. There's a different Sam Brown. Um, no, I don't know if I did. He did a funny thing about the Jews. If you ever, did you know Sam Brown? Yeah, he passed away a couple of years ago. From the he used to always have his own show at Luna Park. Yeah. 
think, yeah, I know, yeah. He passed away? A couple years ago. I didn't bring him up because we were talking about funny routines that revolve around Hasidic Jews. He had this whole thing like, be careful at sunset because you can't drive, I think, after after sundown on certain days. He's like, be careful on sunset because you'll see you know, the Hasids barreling down in the, in the wood paneled. Right. Because they got to get home on time. Because they got to get home on time. I understand. I didn't want to do the joke just yet. And they can't, uh, you know, hit the elevator button, so... Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was going to a card game once in in, uh, the Jewish area of uh, south of Beverly. And there's, excuse me, sir. Yeah, could you? Could you turn this light off for me? Uh, sure. Yeah. It's like, what? Oh, Um, I have a, uh, you know... a friend, and he would be that person for people. It's yeah. There's something. There, there's a title for someone who comes and helps people on the Sabbath, and will do those types of things, flush the toilet, and, you know. But I don't remember exactly what that name is. But in one text message, I could probably dial it in. They have to flush the toilet too. They don't do that on I think anything that involves, you know, but toilet's not electricity. Right. Well, <laughs> these people's well, toilet is. It's, a nice toilet. <laughs> it's all electricity. <laughs> one of them Japanese toilets. <laughs> it zaps it. <laughs> it's a toilet from the future. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those space toilets. Right, where it recycles and you drink your own urine. Oh no, no I'm kidding. But that is a, That's a, a toilet in space. Yeah. Why so? Oh, they do that. Okay. I saw something on 60 Minutes where people there's a treatment plant in California that mm-hmm. two minutes ago it was not good. Now you're right. drinking it. What I thought was so interesting is I read the story about the astronauts and then they realized that their space toilet was broken when they could like taste their own urine. They're like, oh, we need a repair. But in space, no one could hear you scream. So <laughs> you gotta the, blue, the blue soapy uh, little cube in, in space toilets? The urinal. Oh, the, yeah. the, the disc? Yeah, the disc. The urinal disc. And I think even you still start, try and pee on it and erode it, even as an astronaut. I'd say all I can think of is the blue, the blue soapy disc. Right. Right now. Hmm. Um, I watched a documentary on Apollo, I believe it was four, and it was like when they had never even really gone to space, and like this guy was like leaving his family. He had like a wife and like three kids, and, mm-hmm. and I think all three of the kids were like under five. And he's like, so I'm looking at my kids, and I'm like, I'm gonna be going to space, and I didn't know if I was ever gonna make it back. He's just like. That's fucking ballsy, you know. That's that's a hero. It's adventurous. Saw a documentary on Apollo Creed. You mentioned <laughs> the real, the real Apollo Creed. The real Apollo Creed. Yeah, I saw it was uh, actually it was uh, behind Carl Weathers at Staples. It was about ten years ago. Yeah, how that worked yeah. out. We're done, right? Yeah. And there wasn't even like a moment where it's just like, hey, is that Carl Weathers? It's just like, yes, Carl Weathers. Yes, Carl Weathers. And then when I got up to the cashier, he and I had a moment like, hey, Carl Weathers. He's like, yeah, he comes in here all the time. Is he but still yeah. ripped? Is he pumped? I was wearing, you know, not dolphin shorts, but those kind of like, you know, New Balance running shorts and, you know. I, I think if you... Compression pant? Compression pant, yeah. If you reach that level of fitness, it probably stays somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, he was looking pretty fit. I'll bet he, yeah. I'll bet he's keeping the routine up. You gotta, you gotta maintain the looks. Sure. Well, when you're Carl Weathers, there's expectations. Yeah. Right. That's now, the way I feel. I have another question. How yes. bad was the place? This is the second location. We've moved this to the second like, location. We were at uh, Joe's, which I was telling P. It, it was, was perfect like for me because I thought it was just like, that's the joke in Warner Brothers cartoons. Eat at Joe's. And I was like, right. oh, Joe's. But it was pretty, it was more uh, bar than grill. Yeah. Yes. 
They're when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a right. country western bar a lot. And there's a dance floor, and they do like the Geico commercial where people are boot scooting. And oh, is that? That's I think they shot it there. That's ah, the interesting. Place. Like the hokey pokey. Yeah, right. it's also uh, owned, as I understand it, by Will Smith, who owns the recording studio next door. But he wanted to buy more space to give himself cushions. He didn't want somebody building a you know a wow. tire repair shop next door and have to deal with. So really, that's what I understand. I have wow. no proof of that. I've not researched it, but that's Listen, the rumor. Chip, your suspicion is all the proof you need. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised I, that Will Smith is is uh, looking at properties in the. In this ghetto, in the he, he bought the uh, well, he bought the recording studio, which is next door. So I think he's just like, I have a zillion extra dollars. Why don't I buy that just to prevent somebody from building something that could annoy my recording studio? He, he might have also bought the Taco Bell, which is right next door too, <laughs> and it's run by Indians. Is that true? Yeah, very nice Taco Bell. Let me recommend the Crunch Wraps, please. <laughs> You don't have crunch wraps here, do you? Have you ever tried the crunch wrap supreme at Taco Bell? Put Fritos on it. That's oh yeah, I'll do it. Water, yeah, thanks. Do you need a few minutes? Wow. Uh, do you guys need a few? I haven't looked at the menu at all. So. Your time, we know when you're ready. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Um, it's very rare that I eat a Taco Bell and feel good about it afterwards. Yeah. Done. That, that was a solid move. Yeah. I go through years of not going there, and then it's like, wait a minute. I'm gonna try the new Crunch Wrap Supreme BLT. Wow. 450 calories, all good for you. Sure. Are you fellas intrigued by the items that are wrapped within a Dorito taco? <laughs> like the. Uh, That's what's kind of making me want to go in there. Well, yeah, they're. they're Oh, I got you. The Dorito taco itself, but it's a hard it, shell. Yes, hard shell. Yeah. Comprised of an actual Dorito approved uh, taco. Yeah. I, I don't. I've never had it. I usually get the same thing every time I go there. Which is uh, the um, nice the, Mexi melt. The chicken burrito uh, with like the one taco combo thing. Choice. And then the taco is soft, so you can like kind of roll it into smaller. Everything tastes like a towel there. <laughs> now I have another question. That's how they advertise it. Right? Yeah. yeah. If you like towels, it's, it's basically you'll, you'll love Taco Bell. Towel with cheese. Do we say where we are? Is that part of the thing? Do we say which location we're in? It doesn't matter. I mean, I, I say it, but we're at the Magnolia Grill. Oh, you're the sponsor. Fun fact. Oh, yeah. We have Magnolia Grill sponsor. Mm-hmm. This is the exact booth where I did an episode with Matt Bronger and Longy Smith. We were sitting in the exact booth. Bronger and Smith, so the park's pretty high. It's right. pretty high. And um, Jackie Cation. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Sure. We do um, comedy lunches here. Comedy lunches? Uh, yeah, we're just like comedians come and get together, okay. and we all sit on the patio. And the last time I uh, did one, it was me, uh, Lori Martin, Jackie, uh, Andrew Salmsman, David Huntsberger. Do you have to be funny to have the brunch? I still come. Yeah, I, I still come, so <laughs> I guess... Because I, I don't think that would, uh, I would qualify then. What's Jackie's podcast? I'm, I'm missing the Dork Force. Dork Force, that's right. Yes. I get the email. Shout out to Jackie Cation. Yeah, yeah, she's doing great. Yeah. And I think she stopped opening for Maria Bamford and is on her own these days. I know she just did an open for Brian Regan. Recently. Brian Regan, amazing. I know. Very I saw that and I was like, oh. Love that. Yeah. JK. She just did Conan, too. She did great on there. She did. Yeah, that's she your did. Jackie Cation update. <laughs> and she has a newsletter that she, um, you know, what is it? We'll this spam you if you. Well, she should like all comics. The thing like that you guys like got The next level thing that you really got to check out, though, is her top secret Jackie Cation Tumblr blog. Really? No. Oh, wow. Handyman. Yeah. 
Jackie Cation's tumbler is off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the next chip's money tips. Oh my it's like violent ISIS pictures. And I also want to apologize for being tardy because I, I was not kidding. We had a dog. Jesus, two dogs got happened? loose in the neighborhood. Two, got, two dogs got loose and I had to track them down like a good citizen. Look on the collar, call the owner. Waiting for you is like waiting for the Messiah, Matt. And I wrote a book. I mean, it was just <laughs> in, the, in the seven minutes that it took. Yeah. Hey, dogs get loose. I mean, there's a whole song about it. Yeah. Well, that was able. Uh, and then I met one of the neighbors because I I don't know the neighbors. Hello, it's hello. I'm just saying, you know. Like, right, hot. They've been there ten years, and I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, hot, yes. Right. I don't. I'm bad. I never meet the neighbors. I'm not a big neighbor guy either, and I live in a, like a complex. And then sometimes, if like people are out getting the mail, I'll, I'll see them we'll cross paths. And then, but outside of like, hi, I'm yeah. I'm in number one. Uh, you know. I did we lived there for a long time. Who was sister? Uh, we called her Sister Newton John because she was Olivia Newton John's sister. So. Right. The neighbor across the street who I call Travis because she knows what's going on in the neighborhood. Because <laughs> she's Nancy Travis. She's Travis. Uh, Mrs. Travis from oh, the Oh, sure, sure, sure. Something from the 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah. Marta and I drop that reference all the time. <laughs> if they like, you get too many inquiries, you're just like, hey, easy, Mrs. Travis. Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, hey. So Travis knows all the goings on in the neighborhood. And I'm like, who's that? That's Sister Newton John. Like, well, what's that mean? And I love it. <laughs> Also, the hottest Jew Negro derivative rocker would be, uh, in my opinion, Le- uh, Lenny Kravitz. Is that his name? Sure. Yeah, and I think that's how he likes to be referred to. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's my. Uh, that was Pete Hanneman, if you want to send Pete any, uh, if you want to send any uh, spiteful <laughs> at replies. And his mom was the um, African American neighbor Jefferson. on the Jeffersons. <sighs> Yes, the interracial couple on the Jeffersons was wow. Lenny Kravitz's mother, and I don't remember her name exactly. I forget it. But I think she likes to be called Lenny Kravitz's mother. I think that's how. Actually, she just passed away a couple years ago. Did she? I believe, yeah. I think she had the C bomb. Oh. The C bomb. Cancer's a jerk. Jefferson's. Yeah. What are you getting here, guys? I'm going to pick your brains. Uh, pick my brain. I did. Did you guys see that thing on Vice about how they were attacking cancer with rabies? No. Oh, really? No. Yeah. It was like very promising research that. Uh, they were taking like whatever the active thing in rabies was and injecting it into cancer cells, especially in kids. And like a year, two years later, they were in complete remission. It was pretty. I did hear the catchphrase for that is cancer's a bitch. The cancer's a bitch. Uh, so it was rabies. Right. Yeah. Rabies are a bitch. Canine reference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are some large bottles of uh, marinated garlic on the bar, peppercorns, pickled vegetables, just to set the scene. Uh, red wainscoting, uh, painted red, some fluorescent lights with floral chandeliers. And let's not forget the cookie jar of the fat Italian chef. Cookie jar of the fat Italian. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's like, I don't know what's in there, but I'm interested. Probably very dusty, some dead moths at the bottom. Hey, man, you going breakfast or you going lunch? I'm going breakfast. I'm going to Mac- Magnolia. Oh, that sounded omelet. good. Why not the same thing, order yeah. something named after the restaurant itself? That's a no-brainer chip. Right. I forgot to ask about the specials. I, like I nice thought it was special. just named after the movie. Well, could right. be after PTA's uh, film. True that. True that, Mr. Mm-hmm. D- Mr. Knudsen. Yes. And isn't that the one... I know Tom Cruise had never been nominated for an Oscar. That's like one of his things. He's never been nominated? He's never been nominated for an Oscar. But I think Magnolia people were just like, is it Oscar buzz for Tom Cruise? Because that was when he did the um, motivational speaker. Motivational speaker. Oh, that's Yeah, so that was just like, we've never seen him like this before. People were, were really regarding it as a stretch in some of his finest work. Right. Did you guys see that Tom Cruise movie about the future? 
Just saw it the other day. It's pretty good. Edge of yeah, Tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> I guess the joke was they're all about the future that Tom Cruise is just, he's battling robots, he's somewhere in there. But some decent Sorry. acting, I think there was a direction Edge of Tomorrow, by, I thought was really good. Doug Lyman, who he of Born Identity and uh, Swingers fame, mm -hmm. I think his direction led to some, some good acting from Tom Cruise in that kind of a Groundhog Day meets um, Silent Running, or how would we characterize it? Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Blade Runner means which Harrison Ford's coming back. I don't know if you saw that. Is he going to be in Blade Runner? He's going to be in the new Blade Runner. It's like, it's like when he turned like 70-something, he's just like, you know all that stuff that I kind of hacked on for four decades? I'm doing a victory lap. I'm back, <laughs> you know. I'm doing another Star Wars. Daddy's got doing a another Blade Runner. And he's doing um, another Indiana Jones. Can we get oh, Harrison right. Ford to remove the earrings from his... No. That's he has earrings too. It bothers me. Hmm. He's seventy, right? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, next thing you know, he's gonna have an ape drape and MC Hammer pants. <laughs> I don't know what an ape drape is. Short, long uh, mullet. Oh, a mullet. Ape drape. Ape drape. I appreciate you dropping that. Like, oh, yeah. Was like, like a thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. I just dropped that like an animal, baby. Right. Next thing you know, he's got a grape ape. He's wearing a little <laughs> beanie with a turtleneck sweater. And he's like 80 foot tall. Dude, they have those on the Welch's website. The Welch's website. The Welch's website. Oh, they're ahead of you. Andy, man, I have another question for you. Yes, you have sir. an appointment later today. Yes, I do. In the area. Someone, I'm getting a personal Pilates training session. Ooh, a boy. You can't hide money. You I know, have you just well, can't do it. This is coming gratis from a friend of mine. Got a little L4, L5, L5, S1 herniated disc, and uh, sometimes you got to work the core. Wow. Sure. Well, you keep it trim. Yeah. You got to work the core. Uh, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna bust it here. Uh, magnolia omelet, please. You like fruit or potatoes? Potatoes like. Uh, we have uh, regular shredded hash browns, or we have diced with garlic and onion. I'm going hash brown, please. Hash browns and Thank you. Sweet sourdough. Sourdough, please. For the toast, give me another order. omelet. An additional omelet. <laughs> I'm going to go hobo. The hobo. I'm so glad. I'm going to go with the fruit, right? For your toast? Uh, I'm going to go with sourdough. That was a good order from Pete. I want to honor that. Sure. The coffee can. Do you guys have, have a, like a pancake special, bacon eggs thing, that kind of a... Yeah, we have two pancakes, two eggs, bacon or sausage. Okay, yeah. And can I get like, is there one with three pancakes? Uh, no, the, the two is perfect. The two is perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And how will you like the eggs? Scramble, please. Bacon or Um, could I have one of each? Okay, that'd be great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Gotta keep it trim. I got a Pilates appointment. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you gotta keep it real. You gotta keep it real. How do you create your disc player? I believe yoga. Oh, okay. That's kind of uh, ironic. Yes. Which is too bad because I really loved the practice. Sure. Yeah. On the mat. I love the practice on ABC. And you must you listen to your body. That's what they say. And which I believed I was. But sometimes you're doing maybe a triangle pose, maybe a, a frog thing. Next thing you know, little little pain down there got worse. Popping the naproxen. Uh, had an MRI. And uh, but it's cool. The kid. The kid pushes through, one foot in front of the other. He calls himself the kid, yeah. by the way. Anyway, he just found out. It's, uh, <laughs> had an epidural shot, which seems to have somewhat alleviated it. So don't don't be crying. Don't take out the tissues. How long does an epidural last? Mm, I'm going to say typically, I think, a month. 
it's really? six, seven weeks. So that, that's different than what they use in a, in a birth, I assume. Same thing. It, it, it they give you more. It, what? Yeah, maybe. No, I don't know what the dose is. Are you going to be doing the frog thing in yoga? Probably. Okay, let's give you an extra 50 cc's. Jeez. I've had a couple of epidurals in my life. You can say what? I've had a couple of epidurals. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts like a mofo for a couple of seconds, but then you're good. Yeah. But once a week, I go to Senior Citizens Yoga. That's where yoga works in Santa Monica. Yeah. So you're on the mat. I'm on the mat. (laughs) I'm listening to my body. But it's it's done. It's like me and a bunch of old ladies, and like a couple of uh, older men. But it's it's seniors yoga, and I go to it, and it's ten dollars. Never done the yoga, but it sounds it's it's okay. Can I get to the point where I could do the splits like like a first baseman? Yeah. I I would want to get, I'd like to do yoga so that I could do that. Matt, I'm just thinking though, the one problem with senior yoga is at the end of the day, uh, when everyone's in Shavasana, you may not know if someone has died and they're still trying to True. trying to do the ujjayi breath in Shavasana. Like, don't don't bother him, but he could be dead. Plus, just the, I mean, I don't know what those words meant. Yeah. Masanasana, right? You're dropping them. Yoga breath. Um, and then the chicks you pick up are just awful. You know right. what I mean? Like, you're not proud to admit that you're like... What's happening? She's got the, a, the women you pick up in senior citizens yoga. Oh, it's just, it's like humiliating. Like a colostomy bag, dripping, yeah. drip, dripple, dripple coming down the chin. They live in a motorhome. Oh. Dripple? Spittle? Sure, but sure. sure. you, you, you tell us. It's your word. It's your, your story, man. That saliva coming down the corner of your lip, down your chin, is dripple. Don. Yeah, Don. She's also the, the, the cheapest part of the pig. Yeah. So the dogs are back in your. The dogs your are back room. in my neighbor's. Uh, what was the reception when you returned them? They were, she was ecstatic. We uh, took the opportunity to snoop in the neighbor's backyard. My other neighbor and I brought the dogs back. We like to check out the hood. Sure. Looked in the backyard. Looks great. And then all of a sudden, we locked up the dogs, and then they started jumping on the door, and that's how we realized they hit the latch, and that's how they got out. There, uh, then the owner zipped in in her car, and she's like, "Oh, thank you for doing that." I go, "They're going to get out again." Right. And she told us how they are uh, third-generation street dogs from Iran. Wow. One dog is, and the other is a rescue. <laughs> from 29 Palms. So it's a motley crew of two. Well, I just, I mean, both of them are great. But one is like, she's like, one's a third-generation Iranian street dog. Yeah. And the other one's had some hard luck. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, it's 29 <laughs> Palms. I understand the Iranian street dogs, when braised, make for a, a wonderful taquito. Oh, is that so? Yeah. yeah so. Maybe we'll have to do that. <sighs> I like the work you Do you have dogs? I can't remember. I don't. I don't have dogs. Do I love dogs. I don't have dogs. Nope. Nope. No dogs. If I had a dog, we'd be kicked out of our place. We have a contract that says no pets. So, yeah, I do not, but I, and I, I pondered it, but um, no. Uh-uh. I, I think I'd be tripped out when they give you, when they stare at you the way a human does. They're very human. Mm. And, and I think there'd be times when that, I, I wouldn't be able to handle that. That's why I like the cats are a little bit more reserved. Sure. Stay to themselves. I love dogs so much that I, like, I house sat for not house up, but I had my buddy go out of town. Hey, leave, leave your dog with me. It's cool. I love them so much that I would need two because yes. I feel bad. I'm one of those people who feel bad when they're not there at the dog. Yeah. They get to have a buddy. Yeah, it's a good oh, to be a wait, It's all alone. I, I'm at the dinner, then I go to a movie, and I don't get back till midnight. And I'm all worried about the dog. I, I, the then there's taking like some punitive shits in your, you yes. know, in your hamper, yeah. and you're just like, then oh, I, feel, I, I deserve this. I scratching the wall, yeah. giving you that sad face. Mm-hmm. I love dogs. 
my buddy had to put his dog, my old roommate had to put his dog to sleep, to sleep last night. Oof. 15 years, that was a good run for the main shark. Yeah. Yeah, that's... So, like for a nap? Or oh, it's a long man. What's oh, the long? It's the upstate farm in, uh, in New York, man. It's a good night nurse. <laughs> yeah. it's a way to bring it down. Yeah, and then. Uh, but on the bright side, you could eat his dog if it has the nice. No, yeah, braise it, right? You could braise it. Probably grill, grill that with some bell peppers, maybe a little um, manchego melted right. on top. A tilapia garnish. Yes. I know that's fish, but oh yeah, you, you could do you could do a fit well. Maybe put a little nas nas on there. Whatever that word was you used earlier in yoga. Yeah, dripple the nas nas. You drip all some nas 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 on there. Nas nas nas. Oh, man. Just saying. Just saw the T-Bone episode. Did you? Oh, cool. $84 coming my way. It never stops being great. Which I realized we shot 17 years ago. Seinfeld. Next week, Seinfeld. Wow. The maid episode. Well, was that when you got the call that you were getting? To me, it was huge because it was... uh, it was March of 98 that we shot it, and that was the final year of Seinfeld. Uh, I feel like it got in under the wire. Oh, absolutely, because to me, Seinfeld was like MASH. Because I felt at the time it was going to be a show that was going to run forever. And I'm sh- like, I would watch MASH growing up, and I was like, I'm sure like somebody somewhere is going, Hey, Dad, hey, Grandpa, your, your MASH is on, and he's right. playing the MP somewhere. It somewhere was else, a you know? baby, it <laughs> was a baby. I like that. I want to say it's fun to watch the reruns because you get a lot of the denim dad pants, uh, which were big. Oh yeah, that was just very. That's right. A lot of fun to watch. You forget how many seventeen years since that happened. Yeah, that was fun because oh, that episode was the uh, third to last show. And the second to last show was the uh, Puerto Rican Day Parade, sure. which they shot mostly outside. And then the third one, the last one was the uh, finale, which was not done on the stage. So ours was the last in-studio episode. So a lot of mucky-mucks were hanging around and shaking sure. and hobnobbing. Yeah, glad-handing. Oh, yes. Uh, if I'm not correct, you have a near-institutional memory of your stand-up gigs. You, I'm saying because you're recalling the Seinfeld episode. Yes. How do you do that? Is it, is it do you have a... a I'm not one of those people like who uh, can tell you what happened on Tuesday, March 20th, 1999. Chips know right? Mary Lou Henner. Exactly. Right? But you have detailed archives. Yeah, I'm a counter. I'm an archivist, I like so that. I keep things. So I like I, that. I know dates of things, and I guess once you write them down a few times or type them in somewhere, you kind of know. Right. When did we first meet? Well, we met. You were at the main stage. Of, you were in the Bravo Company, I believe, on the, on the Acme Comedy Theater. I joined that theater company in March of 96. Pretty good. And uh, you were on right. there. I'd taken classes, and we had a recital the end of March of '96. You were in there. sketch comedy shows recitals. Is that? A... I call it okay, recital because it looks like a class. I showed up in a tutu. I... Nobody else did. I brought my tutu, people. We're doing a recital, right? We took a class. It's a sketch. Here's our little graduation show with sketches that are too long. And, uh, right. We did it. Yeah, we did. And all your friends here. Yep. Exactly. Listen, all you need to do is bring ten of your closest friends. Yeah. And and I are newer acquaintances, but the love we is still there. We met you in a Microsoft commercial. That's right. We met on the uh, Clay Microsoft. Wiener. Microsoft. We were um, trapeze artists. We did like five of them. Trapeze artists, pit, pit stop, pit crew, pit crew, yeah. doctors, doctors, and rowers. When was this? I'm going to say 2009. 2009 feels right. I mean, I don't have the the, the catalog. Chips I don't have the in there. catalog. I just me, you, Jordan Black, uh, um, Rob Mayer, and Will McLaughlin. I just did a little. And Clay. Uh, was in a little short film with Clay that Clay Weiner did. 
couple of months ago. I think it's Weiner. Weiner? Is it Weiner? Is it Weiner? Weiner? It's W-E-I-N-E-R. Great guy, and he was rocking the mustache way before oh, yeah. it became kind of popular. Do you remember when we met? Mustaches popped? No, I don't know that the beards are popped. Um, I remember coming to your shows at Acme yeah. all the time. And I don't know if you remember this, uh, back another last time ago when I was in production sound. I remember that's where I think together. I met. That's yeah. where I think we met, in Rocky we, and Bowie. No. No, Coyote Ugly. No. No. I was so not remembered. Uh, more coffee would be great. And can I get some more uh, cream as well? Uh, regular cream? Yeah, the illusion that I know what happened when is now shattered. When did we shattered. meet? shattered. He didn't write it down. Wait for it. Country Bears. That's the I country remember bears. you running audio yes. with your long hair, like, like a long hair. Well, that was Country yep. Bears? That was the Country Bears. Okay. Did you have an ape drink? Chip was a... No, no. It was just all drink. It was all drink. Sweet. Um, Chip was a, like a loan officer, or you're playing. Some... I played the husband of a, a husband of a wife who uh, went to marriage counseling, and we our marriage counselor was one of the country bears. One of the country bears. That's exactly. He what was, it was really good. I remember that, but I thought it was Rocky and Bowen. Yeah. Because I've forgotten about country. No, no, no. And I uh, I remember because that was when they tried to make every Disney ride into a movie. Uh, and the only one that really took off was Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Because wow. they did, you know, uh, I don't even remember all the ones, but one of them. I didn't even realize that. That's, oh, so they were making movies out of rides. They were trying so to the franchise their rides. E-ticket rides never translated. Awesome. Thank you. So um, I remember they would have real people in the bear costumes, and then they'd put the bear heads on, and then the people inside couldn't see anything, so they had to, like, when they were blocking the scenes, they literally had to, like, all right, you're going to take five steps and turn left and then wave. This is and they have the people doing the animatronic puppet faces, and their puppeteers talking with their right hand, moving the eyes and everything. Of the it costume wall that was on. Such an amazing operation. I couldn't believe it. And were they? I remember they kept taking the heads off because they were so hot in there. Yeah. Did they also or they had to cooling? open the bare mouths and put a fan in there. That's what it was. I don't now think it sounded like a, cosplay. Oof, it was brutal. <laughs> and if they ever got into a position where they started to freak out from claustrophobia, the signal was to leave your arms up and down like you're flapping your wings. Wow. Like, and that just means like whatever's happening, cut, get the head off, <laughs> get this person. But and I'm already like prone to claustrophobia. Falcon so just the idea is just like yeah. a professional person who does this for a living. Has if to you were flap a falcon or a hawk or some other kind of bird, and that was part of your physical routine, no like is he flapping his wings right. or is he having a, a breakdown? What is he doing? Because he wouldn't be able to get him out of the head off himself. Right? You cannot do it. Yeah. Because there's like clasps and there's you know. Wow. Hey, thank you. There's a big. There's a whole industry with with that. With what? Oh, just like, um, thank you. Wow, everything looks great. Thank you very much. Costume, um, characters, and people who play those, um, what is it called? Are you talking about cosplay now? No, not cosplay, but just like people who, like, like Doug Jones is like the king of these people who dress up as characters and, uh, and are in movies, you know. Can we Google that chip? Yeah, I believe his name is Doug Jones. Uh-huh. He's the guy who's Pan's Labyrinth and yeah. all the oh, okay. Hellboy movies, right. and, you know. But there's a whole society. A subsection of a section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silver Street. Isn't that, or Silver... Yes. Uh, yes, he was Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder. He played both, right? He played Gene Wilder. He was Gene Wilder in Silver Street. Oh. Yeah. He's that guy. Wilder was a franchise at the time. Yeah. 
he's that good. Really dramatic moment when the train uh, crashes into the station. This is one of the cinema's best. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but anyway, so that was that, and that was uh, 99, 2000, two. That's what I remember. Yeah. 99, 2000. Uh-huh. Country Bears is one. Like I did, I did Coyote Ugly and Country Bears. I get checks for both of them at the same time on the same check. It's like Coyote Ugly is literally a hundred times more than the Country Bears money. Humble brag. Yeah, that's true. It is. <laughs> that's okay. But it's like twenty cents is what I'm saying. The other. Well, I'm not good with numbers. I'm not, I'm not good with numbers. Wait I just a have a money. You know, when I was you've on. Gotta be good with numbers. Yeah. That's where it all falls apart. You know, when I was on Country uh, Bears. <laughs> country Bears. Look. Rest in peace, Harris Whittles. Humble brag. Humble brag. Yeah, he was a guy that essentially coined the term mm-hmm. and wrote a book. And oh, really? I like it. Yeah, he just he. I don't know if you had read. He overdosed on heroin. He was 30 years old, and that's a. I did. I did. That's a wrap. So sad. Well, too bad. Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, Way to bring it down again. Well, you you dropped the humble brag there, Pete. I dropped so the dead the dead people yeah. doing shavasana on the mat. So that's we all true. Did, we all. Yeah. And let's, and let's not forget not, our Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> right. Let's not also forget the Country Bears uh, the guy, the actor Chill something. Chilly Davis. Later became paralyzed. So oh. let's. Uh, oh, it sounds like you're referencing Daryl Chill Mitchell. That's him. Right. Yeah. He more, was an alum of the, uh, uh, the John Larroquette show, which yes. I thought was brilliant and never. Not for a while, but. It's the kind of show I would do if someone gave me a show. You know what I mean? You have to starve. But you still have the ensemble cast around, so a guy doesn't have to be in every scene, every minute. You know, but it's like Daryl Chill Mitchell, Liz Torres. You spread the wealth. Yeah, I think that's a good way to go. Nice. You don't have to be in the spotlight the whole time. Pancakes. Everything's excellent. It's a magnolia grill. It's very like Americana. Yeah. Great feel here. Uh, did you guys vote yesterday in the big election? Oh, yeah. 8% turnout from voters. I couldn't decide if I was going to do Shirley Chisholm, George McGovern, or Nixon, but I went with the latter. Nice. Here's how politically uninvolved I am. Didn't know there was an election. What was it? Uh, just city councils mostly. Wow. Yeah, I live in Santa Monica, so I don't know if we have one. Maybe you did. Not so humble, Brad. Yeah. Up Brad. here it was all about replace getting a new guy in there instead of Tom LaBonge. It's here we uh, turned out. Hmm. But it's funny because they knocked on the doors hard. I mean, it was like they were annoying calls and knocking on the doors. Everybody was pushing the, yeah, we're going to take care of the mattress problem. So there's evidently a big mattress problem. What does that mean? Oh. I think people leave their mattresses on the street and someone well, decided that they need to take care of that. Wow. There's not, I don't, it's like, what? <laughs> and we're going to fight the DWP. Get them in line. Okay. All right. Thank you. Do you get claustrophobic behind the curtain when you're ready to vote? Thank you. That's my thing. If you get the curtain back, I get a little claustrophobic. What do we talk? When voting. Oh, yeah. I'm okay in an MRI machine, but you pull that curtain back in a voting stall. 
I'm going to have a heart attack. Right. Yeah. Because if people find out that I voted Republican across the board, oh. it could ruin me in Hollywood. Don't say that. Oh. This guy doesn't get any more red. So you lean to the right. Yeah. Well, I live in Santa Monica, so it's, I think it's Bobby Shriver. Uh -huh. So if there's any like connection with Kennedy in any way, they're like, we're going with the, the Bobby Kennedy Shriver, like, guy. Sergeant Shriver's grandchild, maybe? Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Maria Shriver and Arnold Schwarzenegger used to go to the church down the street from my, my house. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're dropping a lot of well, politicians. <laughs> you know, Esther Scafalver once told me. <laughs> and I think he meant it when he said. Right. Everyone used to skeet you with Spiro Agnew. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'd like to skeet you with Skeet Ulrich. Ah, there Maybe his, his real name is like Tim. And he was like so good at skeet shooting. They're like, your name, nickname's your name. Oh, that's your name's Skeet. The right. Talk, our name is Skeet. Wow. No, my name's T Bone. No, yeah, Coco the monkey. <laughs> skeet. Coco the monkey. Rich. Mm -hmm. A lot of consonants. Yeah. In a good way. Well, Andy, man, what else is going on in your world? I haven't seen you in a, since Christmas. Uh, okay, December. That's right. We came to your wonderful Christmas party. Oh, that's good. Oh, shindig, yeah. Oh, dude, that's a humble brag. That is a, a humble brag. Gracious fight party. I had Handelman and Knudsen. They were, they were both there. Did you have? Didn't invite either one of them. Did you have the Skyline Chili that night? Oh, Skyline Chili dip, sure. You turned me on to Skyline Chili, but I don't know that I had any that night. Not, oh. that, not that year. Good stuff. Oh yeah. Cincinnati Skyline Chili. It's um, it's indulgent but good. Well, you keep it trimmed. You don't. You don't uh, mess around with your calories. Um, you make your calories count. Yeah, no, look at me right here. I got hash browns and fast metabolism. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, having a fucked up back really burns the calories. Well, <laughs> yeah, sweating the whole time. Oh God, it's related. It's yeah. related. So, what have you been doing, handyman? I just completed a new. Uh, Matthew McConaughey parody video, which I'm going to drop soon. I've been uh, editing, cool, editing through the day and through the night the last couple of days. Are you a cutter? You I edit yourself. Final Cut Pro, Little Abbott. Nice. And um, a friend of mine shot it on his uh, really nice camera, beautiful Coke lens, 4K. Going to down-res it to uh, 1080p for the internet. But uh, this will be the, the third McConaughey parody that I have done in the last couple of years. And look for that, Chip. I remember seeing yeah. a couple of them mm -hmm. over the years. Very well regarded. <laughs> you still Photoshop? By McConaughey. Still Photoshop. used to be in charge of all the Chip Channel organizations Photoshop and postcard. Cool. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. awesome. A lot of graphic design for Back for, when for kids the sent out postcards. He'd hover over my shoulder like a vulture. Yep. Wrong! Like just, I mean, I'm just no. mapping some stuff in. No! <laughs> yeah, that's what my wife does. She's uh, does she, yeah? um, not really graphic design as much, but she's an illustrator and uh, and hoverer. Really? Yeah. Are you ready for I think I am now. You you had a good call before. Thank you. So, she, so anything you see that's on my anything that has my name on it, she does all that stuff. Nice. Yeah. Did she do the logo for this? Indeed, she did. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. Yeah, she did. Yeah, if you can uh, um, have your logo be fully, make people fully aware of what your show is, you're like, oh, what, more, what more can you ask for? So she, like, sketched it in, I was just like, um, I guess perfect will have to do. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. We're done. Walking away. Yeah. But. 
Yeah, she went to Art Center. Oh. We, we'd still go now and we'll go to um, grocery stores. Because yeah. before she went to Art Center, she was a um, product uh, illustrator. Oh, okay. So, like, if you see, she did, like, the Similac Bear, you know, on that oh, baby nice. formula. She did lots of fruits and vegetables, so on vitamin pills, we'll see her work still. Or She's like one of the Ragu best. spaghetti Get sauce. me Marta Canuto. <laughs> used to be Marta Riccio. Um, Riccio. Yeah. yeah. Big fan but of But she, God bless her, didn't try and keep her name in any way. She got Or do a hyphen as she did. She knew her place. Am I right, Matthew? Am I right, Peter? Am she I, didn't make yeah. me a humiliated yeah, man. she didn't humiliate you. Right. She You're did what she needed to do. Right. Take the name. Take, take it. Yeah. I like it when the guy, like you, decide to take, you decide to hyphenate as well. Oof. Like when the guy changed his name to the hyphenation. I'm like, oh, come yeah. on, really? Come on, guy. Can't we all just? I don't know. I'm not married. Yeah. I've never had to go through that. It's like it a popular trend anything. in the aughts, right? Like Darren Stephen Mason. Yeah. <laughs> I just made that one up. That's okay. Yeah, I think Something he's like a number one draft out of UConn coming into the. Yeah. <laughs> He can really get kiss off the glass. Yeah. He does a dribble drive off a 2-2-1 two, two, trap. Slip screen. Boom. That's team basketball. March Madness. Yeah. Are we sports? Are we all sports people here? Yeah. Baseball season like just started yesterday, and the Reds are undefeated in wow. spring training. Really? Wow. One Oops. game. Spring's a turn. Congrats. Hope I haven't dated this podcast. No, no, it's too late. It's, I'm probably going to be releasing it right before the World Series. Oh. So it has, you know, it'll be timely. It'll be timely. I think I'm actually going out to uh, spring training. Yeah. Like no. You are? Yeah. Um, in Arizona. In Arizona. Yeah. That's fun. I've For done like that a, a few times. I've never done it. It's great. But my dad was like, well, I got to. Who's your team? I want to do. I don't really have a team. Who's your dad's team? Who's your he, daddy? They, they, he and my brother and um, my brother's son like the Angels. They okay. live in. They live in. My dad lives in Huntington Beach. Uh, one of my brothers lives in Anaheim, nice. which is like they, he's close to the stadium. So mm-hmm. there. And then his son, uh, my nephew, who I was saying, uh, who's turning 21 today, grew up playing baseball. Grew up like idolizing all the Angels and stuff. And so, it's really neat. That's their team. Um, I go, you know, whatever you go there, they'll have, uh, every stadium has veterans, old guys, or Hall of Famers, signing autographs for this, I think it's the Fergie Jenkins Fund, where it's money you give to, you sign an autograph, you pay 10 bucks, and money goes to the old old baseball players fund. Cool. And you're like, for 10 bucks, you can jaw with these guys. It's like, I was like, there's Vida Blue. And he pitched for the A's against my Reds in 72 in the World Series. And I was like, hey, uh, Vida, yeah, I'm a big Reds fan. He's like, oh, yeah, we played you guys in 72. He didn't have any pitching. He just started talking like a normal guy. I'm like, just hanging with the MVP from 1971. Vida Blue was bad for sure. No, and he's just talking to you. Yeah, you didn't have any pitching. Yeah, I know. I was a child. I knew we didn't have pitching. Wow. But it was kind of cool. Yeah. I think also, too, anyone that, like, knows that specific reference is a sports fan. It probably has been for a long time. So yeah. wouldn't you just, like, kind of relax and enjoy yourself? So Bert Campanaris there and talked to him. I was like, Bert Campanaris? Yeah, he was a shortstop. Shortstop. For the A's. And I was like, you uh, you look like you're still, you could play here. Are you off your, how far are you from your playing weight? You're three pounds. <laughs> <laughs> This is a guy who knows it. He's in shape. He could still like, turn the double he play. He fantastic. Jeez. That was like yeah. the, the Reggie um, Jackson era. Vida Blue, Reggie Jackson, Campaneris. What do we have? Ken Holtzman on the mound at that nice. time. I'm thinking uh, 
Catfish Hunter. Catfish Hunter. Who are some of the other bats? What, what, who are some of the other lumber? Gene Tennis. Gene Tennis. <laughs> Sal Bando. And Sal Bando. Bando. Wow. Shit. What you guys are doing right now? I like sports. <laughs> I'm not this sports. But I love it. I appreciate it. I had to do a little baseball. No. I, I have a Dodgers hat yeah. uh, at home that I wear probably more often than any other hat that I have just because I like Los Angeles. I'm not like, I, you know, I'm aware that Matt Kemp got traded. Right. You know, but I, I don't know. Apparently there's a little of bit of a, of a cancer on the, in, the, in the clubhouse. So they dealt him, uh, Pond's got a lot of bats. Who, what? Matt Kemp. I don't think he was getting along with Cancer uh, in the clubhouse. That's a good thing, though. you got to be true to your school, Matt. And, um, <laughs> it's like you would to your girl or guy. Yeah. You know? There's nothing wrong with following being a fan of Dodger Blue. Mm-hmm. It's time for Dad, you made fun. Right. Mm-hmm. But I still like, I mean, I'll go to a couple few games a year. Just because I like to go see him live. And then yeah. also, too, you go and park by the shortstop on Sunset. You guys ever been in there? It's like a little bar. It's a little bar, and people go and hang out at the shortstop. And they have, like, $3 cans of PBR. And you just, you hang out there, and then you just walk maybe half a mile right up to the stadium. I actually did a, a grabby lunch in Dodger Stadium. Really? Yeah, after I hung out at the shortstop. Who did you grab lunch with? Uh, Carl Hess, Nick Rutherford, and Jade Catapretta. Um, I don't know if you know those guys. Yeah, uh, Nick writes for Saturday Night Live now, and Jade, I think her, she had an ABC show, it just got canceled. And, How did you do it at Carl, Dodger Stadium? I did handheld mode, and we just, we went up to the snack stand, and I just kind of like, you know, if someone was talking, I kind of cued it at them a little bit, and then we went and sat in the stands and, and hung out. It was, I was surprised at how well it turned out. And That's there was also like a game going on and plays, and like, he's turning the double, he's and you can hear the whole crowd, like, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. That's the thing about creating your own thing. There's like, you don't have any notes or anything. It's just like, well, yeah, nah. you know, you can just do whatever you want. We could have done this at a Kings game. It's not too late. Maybe we could. Let's move to third location. Yeah. <laughs> Not paying attention, get a hockey puck to the cranium. Maybe that's such a good idea. Let's move it back to Joe's yeah. All American Bar and Grill. Yeah, stripper hangout. Plus that guy who was um, this is going back to Joe's who was coming out and um, he, he, had, he came out from the background. He looked like a more beaten down version of Charles Bukowski. He looked like the Unabomber. Which if you get the Britain beaten down version, wow. yeah, it's like the Bukowski Unabomber kind of a look. Right. Yeah, Looks like he was the only person in the establishment. Yes. So anything you ordered would be like, oh, okay. yeah, okay, you yeah. know. Uh, but the to the magnolia. We were thinking about Portos, but chip with the kibosh on it. It's a great place. Pretty loud. I'm no audio engineer. Thank you very much. Which is a good thing to say before you say anything else. Listen, I I'm no audio engineer, but I think we should reform the tax code. What? I'm no theologian, but you know (laughs) when Jesus said. By the way, guys. Got a couple of LA's finest uh, to the next table, so let's avoid any uh, any more Unabomber references. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I just said something. I was about to confess to several crimes. Yeah, we gotta we gotta be careful. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, and I still get your chips, money tips, yes. downloaded to my inbox every week. Well, it's fun, man. It's great. It's a great idea. I like to tell people what to do with their money and how to get their life together. It's so hard to make it, you know? So you want to like... You want to keep it. Yeah. My wife and I call it being a good steward. 
and be a good steward of your blessings. Exactly. And it's uh, my latest fun thing is uh, like I had to buy a, what did I do? I had to buy a computer. Uh huh. Did you? I don't know if you saw I'm, that. One. I'm right in that mode yeah. too. Well, mine's like a 2009 MacBook Pro. Yep. And I'm like just at the stage now where you're like you get the spinning wheel of death. It's just like I'm just trying to open Word. Yeah. yeah. I, that's all I'm trying to do. Yeah. I got that, and mine is 2010. So. Five years, I think it starts to be too long, too old. Right, and then they don't even let you do updates. I mean, I'm running Yosemite, so at least that's on there. But but then the bears, right. the bears come down from the hill. Right. The the, the bear <laughs> the, the the country bears residual check comes in okay. just in time. Yeah. Uh, I just I'm fine with the typewriter in the newspaper. I don't know. Really haven't embraced computers yet myself. You're fine. Yeah. It's, it's a fad. It's a fad. It's going away, dude. <laughs> Telefax is coming back. It just seems needless. Well, if you buy your computer or when you buy your computer, yes. here's my my tip for buying. And the thing is, I love this type of stuff. Uh-huh. There's like only a handful of people we can like talk money shop with. Yeah. And I mean, not like I'm rich or anything, but just like I like getting a deal. I like. You know, yeah. Everyone likes getting. It. Everyone likes a deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you know, I don't know anybody doesn't want to save on their taxes. Everybody right. has it in them. Yep. So. Hundred percent. So what uh, was the tip? Oh, the tip was uh, you. Be, well, here's you. You see the computer you want to buy. You go to the website. You get the. You knock on the thing. It's like that's the computer. Here's what I did. Right. First step, I went to my union. And I thought, well, there's got to be a group I'm associated with that might have a deal. With screen some Actors other, Guild? Yes, yeah, so a Screen Actors Guild. Has a, I called him up, hey, do we have any deal where I can buy a computer at a discounted rate because I'm part of the union? Yeah, go to workingadvantage.com. I go click, click, and I go through there. And I, going through there, punching in my SAG number, got me to Dell and gave me 11% off. Wow. And I got it all saved into my cart. And then I'm like, how am I going to pay for this, Matt? Pete? Right. You think I'm gonna use cash? I'm gonna think I'm gonna use credit card. This Not economy? so quickly. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna use someone else's credit card. That's gonna save me a lot. One hundred percent. Like circus script. Yeah. <laughs> I use uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. I'm all about. Bitcoin. Do, you, do you really use? No, I've oh, never no, used it. Seems it's like it's, like it's gonna fall apart. No, it's like it feels like the Beanie Babies. Well, yeah. these are worth four thousand dollars. Are they? Yeah. Are they? They're worth it as long as people think it's worth it. Right. I got a pocket Amen. full of Dutch gilder just burning all in my Oh, I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't do anything with that, Pete. I'd get, hold it, hold tight. Yeah. It's coming back. <laughs> when things went to the euro, I, I've just been holding on to it, but I'm hoping that they're worth a fortune. Yeah, I wouldn't. I so. paid for it with the balloons. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you get Gold. the balloons? Don't worry Don't where I got. You just put it in a box and put it in my car. Your flintlock musket. Yeah. But the big tip is you take uh, you go to these. Uh, you pay for something with a discounted gift card that you buy at a different place. Mm. Now this seems complicated, especially on the on the podcast, just talking and hearing. But if you go through a place, you go to these. There are websites like Top Cashback, Ebates, and Big Crumbs that you just have to click through them, and they'll those sites will pay you. I got two percent cash back. Nice for buying. Not the computer. I'm going to buy discounted gift cards uh-huh. from Rays and Cardpool. Huh. And then I buy those at 5% off. Wow. So it's like these little mini steps. Is that messy in Ebate? Yeah. Huh? What? Oh, is that messy? Ebate? Ebate. No. It's, okay. just, it's just like going, it's like walking through a door instead of going directly to a card. Well, if you get 2% back on like a $2,000 computer, that's 40 bucks. If I, I ended up saving 166 bucks going from 
the discount warehouse uh, working advantage, going through top cash back Thank you. to buy discounted gift cards, that card pool, and then I have these discounted gift cards in the account online, and then I use those codes to plug into the Dell online website. Now, I told you it's complicated, and no one... You'll have to go I'm dizzy. I'm dizzy. I, uh, I, I, give, I call it the business. I give people the business every time I buy something. I always like give them the business, and it, like my wife, I can feel her like back, like tense up. But I just say, hey, um, little barter. Well, the, the the my my trick is, the, if I want something, I never go to the thing that I want. Like if, for example, I want to get a new TV and I want to get the top of the line one, I will get a guy to come and tell me about the lowest model that they have. He's just like, oh, so what's it? I'm, you know, I'm on a budget, so I don't really want to do too much. Well, what's this? And the more you can get someone to t spend time with you and talk to you, and then, because they're, they're ultimately always trying to upsell you. Like, well, you know, this one has a little more, you know, razzle-dazzle, <laughs> and it's the one you wanted anyway. You want to be then, controlling it from your phone, don't you? Right. Well, <laughs> you want it? It comes with a remote, doesn't it? Well, yeah, well, but I mean, you use your iPhone for peasants. Yeah, sure. So you, you let them talk you up to the next thing, and then you have the... the Negotiated power, but he's like, Well, I was, I mean, this is more I wanted to spend. Uh, it's $300 less. Is there anything you can do? And then, um, my favorite question is that the best you can do? But you have to like ask it when your face is kind of crinkled up. Is that the yeah. best? Yeah. Crinkle face is good. Is that the best you can do? You've got to do crinkle face. I just bought a new car, and um, by the time I was done giving the guy the business, it was like the top of the line Prius, and it was less than the sticker price. But I went back like five times. Yeah. And like test drove one, and then, you know, and then the next time I, I went, and we just talked to numbers, then I left. Then I came back and brought my wife, and then I left. And like the, like the fourth time, you know, I gave him the crinkle face, and he, he played ball. Unless you have crazy money, you gotta save some of it when you can. There's no reason to Absolutely. throw it away. Especially doing what we do. You guys, you know? it's like I burn Show folk. It. You guys are crazy. I burn that shit. You know, just like a like a like a '90s rap video. When sure. I get the bitches around, I'll just throw a few Benjamins in the fire. Like sure. fuck that shit. Damn, Damn Joe. Right. He makes it rain. Yeah, he <laughs> makes it rain. I'm just gonna be honest. Well, let yeah. my obsession help you with chips, money, tips, baby. It's true. And when I was doing sound and working on Country Bears, I was also doing. Videos, music videos. I was a playback operator for videos. Uh, still working. He's still, he's still, he's got several hash browns. But I used to do um, playback um, for like artists. They would, you know, because they have to like rap along with their song as the cameras are rolling. So I'd get the tracks from the the studio and then roll speakers out onto the set, and then there was this unit where I played. So you're tech savvy. You're tech savvy. Yeah, you know. I never pretend I'm good at anything, you know. That way, anything's a surprise. He, he knows. He does know how to edit. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. it's just a pleasant surprise <laughs> to pleasant anyone. Surprise. Anything you do. Boy, he's, he looks super inept, but he undervalued. He's he pulled, Yeah, I mean, yeah. this guy can. Maybe it would be different. We'd have different careers if I if I was a better marketer. How long were you in uh, audio? I did. I was in the IA, the International Alliance of Theatrical and Stage Employees, uh, local 695 for seven years. That's cool. Yeah. For seven that was your years. steady job. That was. That was yeah. That was my steady job. But I was also at the time 
I had just moved to Los Angeles. I was doing PA work for about three years, and then I met somebody who introduced me to the right people, and I got that career. But I, before I moved to LA, I had never acted or done comedy once in my life, so I just I needed to like take classes and do other gigs before you even get to the point where you're I don't know marketable. Sure. So watchable. I would work watch, watchable, <laughs> enjoyable. Not hard. So I um, I would you know work on set at 12, 14, 16 hours, and then I would go out and do a show. Mm. You know, from like nine to midnight or one, and then you have like a seven a.m. call. And that was my life for year for years. And then about eight years ago, I was able to stop doing any other thing. And just, right. and just do this. Yeah, and just do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's a professional podcaster? Oh boy, that really. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Turn the corner. Yeah, I'm turning the corner. I just do this because I, I love it. And we're not for the show. We would be hanging out right now. Although we should anyway. But you know, it's a good point. Yeah. I used to hang out more. A lot of fun mm-hmm. today, fellas. A lot of fun today. Um, you know what? Maybe I'll hit. Oh, it's stop. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you want to uh, talk about a, a, was it PeteHandleman.com? Pete Just Handleman at Twitter. At Twitter, at Pete Handleman. At Pete Handleman. And a chip. Chipsmoneytips.com or chipchinnery.com. And you had uh, one of the best websites I've ever seen, like when nobody had a good website. Back then, yeah. And it was Anthony, John Thomas. Yes, husband, he, he created it. Like in 1998, it had flash and moves, and it's awesome. And yeah. I just switched over to something that's kind of still in a work in progress. Right. Because I found out a lot of the... Mac people don't like Flash. Is that true? Flash on his way out. Well, they don't. They were like, I don't, oh, I don't want to download the software. I'm like, all right. And I looked I at who saw it, and I was like, people aren't even going to the website. Yeah, so, I get visitor stats yeah. for my for my website, and I don't even really know what that means. You know, I yeah. mean, I can sift sift through the analytics. Please. Thank you very much. Everything was great. Thank you, sir. Okay. Um, and it says like you had. You know, five hundred thousand hits last month because it gets like a monthly thing. It's like, oh, that's great, yeah. but without, I don't know how the metrics translate into. It's just like, well, did they start following me on Twitter? Did they Instagram? I, you know, this show has like you got to know the exit pages, the entry pages. You got to get <laughs> metadata down, baby. Are you a metadata guy? Metadata, <laughs> metadata you know? down. You got to get the metadata down, baby. Yeah. Do you know that stuff? Let's just say that. Um, that's part of my repertoire. Wow. Some of that, some of that. I'm a digital designer. I do that stuff. Good to know. So we can go to uh, at Pete Handelman on Twitter. Go to at Pete Handelman on Twitter and there'll be all sorts of, you know, search engine optimization advice. I'll be talking about uh, all sorts of things that we, that we can just... <laughs> DM Pete. <laughs> all your tech questions. Uh, uh, sexy FTP software. Wow. <laughs> I'll I'll hang around with you at the parties. Me too. (laughs) Got a pocket full of Bitcoin. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, Matt. And just like that, episode 67 is in the can. Full disclosure, I don't have a can. Nevertheless, thank you very much to Chip, to Pete, to the Magnolia Grill, and thank you to you for enjoying the Grabbing Lunch podcast. Make sure and go to grabbinglunch.com. Check out everything that's there. Also find me, mattknutson.com, at mattknutson on Twitter, at Grabbing Lunch on Twitter. Do not be a stranger. I put out new episodes all the time, so subscribe on iTunes and make sure that you don't miss a moment. Uh, but in the meantime, in the immortal words, immortal and immortal, the immortal words of Russell Simmons, thank you all for coming. God bless. Good night. 
this has been a sex pot comedy joint. Collaborative, community-driven comedy produced by Andy Jewett and Kayvon Kalibari. Headquartered in Denver, Colorado with technical support from Isaac Miller. <laughs>